Hey guys, welcome back to the next episode of the After Hours Lounge. Uh, really stoked to be joined on this episode with a uh, young lad called Jay Moyer. Um, those of you that follow Lab Bible, which is pretty much everyone in the world, um, will probably now be familiar with Jay. Um, he was the lad with cerebral palsy lifting far more weight than I ever will be able to in my life. Um, yeah, Jay, thank you so much for coming on. How's, how's things? No problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty crazy, to be honest. Um, my story started out with just being my local newspaper. Yeah. And then the insider picked it up. The Metro, uh, Lad Bible, it's now on Joe. There's even <laughs> some, um, some like Chinese and, and um, Russian people have picked it up and did yeah. some sort of take on it. I, I don't know what it says. Um, but <laughs> hopefully it's positive. Yeah, I'm sure. But, it yeah, it's, it's just been crazy. That's, yeah, that's mad. I mean, is it, has it literally, <coughs> has, has that all, what's the time frame like? Has that literally all just happened in the last kind of few weeks then? or It's all been like six weeks. My God. So you've gone, from, you've gone from kind of just doing all this stuff, suddenly someone picks it up and then literally, I, I looked this morning and on the Lab Bible video you're on, there's well over like a million views on it. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, so that, it's, um, yeah, it's been crazy. Like, I, I have to say, I've been very surprised. Like, I've not really received like one bit of negativity either. It's all been really positive. Yeah. So, that's, or at least I've not. Obviously, I don't spend my time making true comments, but from what I've seen, it's all been really good. So, yeah, it's been great. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, you're you're a Scotsman like myself. Where where are you, whereabouts are you from in Scotland? Aberdeen, so oh, cool. northeast. Yeah, so I, yeah. I grew up in I grew up in Nairn, so eleven miles east of oh, right. Inverness. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um tell tell me, you know, a little bit about yourself. Obviously, um obviously, you know, you've got <coughs> Halsey, you grew up grew up in Scotland. Give me give me a little bit of um history of kind of yourself growing up and things. So um I obviously I was born with cerebral palsy, you're born with it. Yeah. And it just basically means that I can't walk and I, I um I require the use of a wheelchair to get about from my day-to-day life okay um it's never people always ask me like how does it affect you and to be honest like i don't really think about it like when i was younger it would affect me in terms of seeing others like like the kids are different to me yeah and they would be in their bikes and running about and playing football or whatever and that's when it would get to me but i think now i've kind of just accepted it it's just like it's just the way it is do you know what I mean? So it's not as if I'm, I'm constantly having to adapt. I've just sort of learned how to live with it. Yeah. Obviously, because it's not going to go away. You know. <laughs> so it's kind of just, yeah, just get on with it, really. Well, I think you you end up. I guess you get to a point where you you don't necessarily have much to compare it to. So you kind of that's what your your reality is. That you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. People say to me like, "Is it? Do you feel like sad that you're not able to walk?" And I'm like, "Well." <laughs> Not really, because I'll never know what it's like to walk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'll never know the the feeling of being able to walk. So, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. As you say, you just get on with it. I think. I think a lot of people envisage that disabled people are quite, you know, down about it. I mean, unless you've had a an accident or something. But if you're not, if you've never been like on your feet, you don't know what it's like. So. As you say, you've got nothing to compare it to. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. 
yeah, I guess that, that that's always. I mean, you know, for myself, I'm I'm able-bodied, so I've, I've kind of always wondered yeah. that. And I, you know, we've always said, <laughs> would you rather be, you know, this this conversation has come up, kind of, would you would you rather be disabled <laughs> from day one, or would you rather kind yeah. of you have an accident and stuff? And I've always thought, I guess, you'd want to have it from day <laughs> one because then, you, yeah, you you have yeah, because you know, I can't imagine having an accident and going because that's almost like. Your life changes. Yeah, that's exactly. Whereas for me, it's just been like from as you say from day one. So it's never like I've had to adapt. Mm. I've just had to learn what I can do and what I can't do, and and just go on with it really. So you have you been you've been in in a wheelchair since you were since you were a kid as well. Um. Well, I've never been able to walk. I've never been in a wheelchair, but I used to walk with a walking frame. Right. That's what. But then did. things kind of went a bit ski with when I went to like uh, academy or, or high school whatever you want to wow. call it and because it was quite an old school I think there was a bit of miscommunication between the education department and the school and the setup and things like that so yeah. because it was taking me quite a while to go from class to class yeah we thought it would be easier for me to to go into my chair but we never thought about the health side of that so as a result of sitting in my chair, I lost the strength in my legs. Yeah. So that meant that I couldn't really use my frame. That's such a shame, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it did. I mean, I will say, I don't want to compare it to having an accident, but it did sort of really change my life because in a way, I was kind of on my feet. Okay, I wasn't able-bodied, but I, I was still almost the same. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So going from that to being a machine all the time i did sort of learn different have to learn how to do different things but yeah i've always kind of been like you know i could always go in a wheelchair yeah and i imagine like that that sort of age going into like <laughs> going into like the academy secondary school and stuff that's yeah that's the worst possible time isn't it for like that yeah. for that kind of change because it's when <laughs> you're like you know you're starting to fully like oh i'm becoming an adult and then to suddenly yeah kind of feel like you're down here that you know it must must have yeah been, must have been really difficult yeah that was the thing for me it was it was kind of just learning to to um to deal with that you know because i'd obviously um you know because i'd piled on a heap of weight as well right it was like i was i was piling on the weight i was inactive and I just, because there was just so many things that weren't right at the school, like there was nothing wrong with the staff. The staff were fine. It was more just the setup of the school. And because there were so many things that just weren't right yeah. or suitable, it, it was kind of like, it was just getting worse and worse. And I was, t I, subconsciously, I was turning to like food as a comfort. Do you know what I mean? Because it was like, I had nothing else to do. Yeah. I was sitting, you know, on my own, you know, people from school, my friends and that were off, you know, going around the shops or, you know, out playing football and running about and stuff. And it's because I was on my own. It was kind of just like, <laughs> well, I've got nothing else to do, so I'll just eat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of where it went. When it was like a, a psychological thing where I constantly felt the need to, <laughs> to just have something to eat. Do you know what I mean? And obviously yeah. that had its own. So a de detrimental impact, but <laughs> yeah, you just, um, it's just one of those things, you know, and I always believe that these things in life are like 
character building things. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to, as, as difficult as it is at the time, you have to go through terrible things to, to understand like, it sounds really dramatic, but like who you are and like sure. how you can learn from those experiences. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, we're here today and that's the main thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> I think that, that, I mean, that's a really good point. I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff about, you know, humans as humans, like we need, we need hurdles in front of us. Otherwise we're just yeah. going to grow. You know, there's, I think yeah. there, there was a good interview with, um, uh, an actress in Hollywood. Can't remember which one. It, oh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow from from Iron Man. But she um oh, yeah. she grew up like super rich and famous. I think. And yeah. Her dad said to her at one point, he was like, "You're turning into a dickhead because <laughs> you have you have no barriers because you've got all the yeah. money. You're already famous. You're already this." Yeah. She was becoming a bad person because she had no hurdles in front of her. Every restaurant she walked into, they'd lay out everything for her. Every place, yeah. everywhere she went, there was no hurdles. So there's no growth there as a human. I think a lot of people don't realize that. You, you almost, you have to have those uncomfortable phases to actually yeah. want to grow, don't you? Yeah, as horrible as it is, you kind of need it. Because if I believe like if everything in life is plain sailing, you don't take anything from it. You almost have to... You almost have to fall down to learn how to get back up. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing for me is it's like, I've had my struggles, but as I said in the Lad Bible video, had I not experienced everything that I had experienced, I wouldn't be doing this today. Do you know what I mean, I wouldn't be speaking to you, I wouldn't be on Lad Bible, you know, so yeah. on and so forth. So, yeah, you definitely have to go through difficult times in order to learn. Definitely. Well, shit, yeah, shit, ships weren't designed to be, to stay in the harbour, were they? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so, I mean, you know, you said earlier, you know, you found yourself, you know, once you're in your chair and you're at school and you kind of couldn't, you couldn't necessarily go out with your mates and stuff. And then, and then yeah. you're being like, that's a classic like, kind of downward spiral, isn't it? Where you end up like, yeah. well, I can't go out and do anything. And, you know, my legs are getting worse. So and, and yeah. you, never, you never eat, you never want to eat the right kind of stuff, do you? You never reach for a salad. <laughs> no, no. You're always, you're always like, right, I'll have a, I'll have a massive bag of Doritos and then, you know. <laughs> No, I was I was terrible. Honestly, when I think of my like McDonald's order or my um, Burger King order, like I don't even want to think about calories or macros. Yeah, or <laughs> just crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you, you, did you, you know, you kind of you end up, you do end up. It's like a vicious circle, isn't it? You you eat and yeah. you're staying at home, and then you and then you eat yeah, and it's even home. you know it's without sounding like oh poor me, it's even worse for myself because I'm you know I'm sitting down. Like a somebody oh, yeah. at table body, they're, they're up and running about or walking off at least. You know, for me, it's because I'm, I'm sitting all the time. Yeah. So I'm burning even less. Yeah, well, you, you, know? Don't, you don't, it's one thing I've, you know, I've learned in the last year or so, like you don't realise how many calories you burn just by walking around during the day. Yeah. You know, and, and obviously, yeah, if you're, you know, if you've not got that as well, it just adds, adds you know, fans the fire. Yeah. Um, so at what, at what point then, so you're, did you did you have obviously those of you know seen the lab bible obviously you've now completely turned it around but did mm -hmm. you at what point did you did you have that kind of self-awareness moment i mean you can talk about as much or little as you like but i know you said that you ended up you ended up kind of dropping out of school around your exam time. yeah um, uh, basically what happened was because i was i became so excluded from from like my peers in school, it was kind of just like, 
I just didn't know what to do. And it was something that it never really affected me straight away. Yeah. And I think it was just like a gradual build from the point of going in my chair. Yeah. And eventually with, you know, piling on a lot of weight, as we said, and getting to like my final year at school, I think it sort of clicked just somewhere in my head that it was like, oh my God, I'm in my final year of school. I've got no plans whatsoever for the future. I don't know what I want to do. You know, I think it all just sort of became this massive panic. And I just think because of, as I say, being excluded and not necessarily having the same time to socialise with your friends and that, it it just became like a massive snowball. And I think eventually um, it was just like, no, nah, I can't deal with this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's when I ended up, well, I actually had a bit of a, a breakdown in school. Like I burst into tears and I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I felt like I couldn't speak. Yeah. Just... You know, I just felt so trapped, even though I was in like a massive room, I just felt so trapped. And I always describe it like, you want to scream, but like, you can't, do you know what I mean? And it's like, you just, it was just a nightmare. So eventually, as I say, that snowball effect just sort of blew up and uh, yeah, just uh, all came crashing down. And that's when I sort of realised, you know, I need a bit of help here. Yeah. And how did you, how, how did you, did you go about getting any help? <coughs> did you... Um, yeah, so I spoke to my family. That was, do you know what? Like that was actually one of the most difficult things, was because I've always been quite a, I don't want to say like a manly man, but I've always been quite a, a rough guy. Like not rough, but you know what I mean. Like if before I happily admit, like before, if somebody said to me, "Oh, I'm I'm depressed," I would have been like, "Get away, yeah, you know, grow yeah. up." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Get yeah. On with, oh. you know. But and I'll admit that. But I think. For me, it was like, if I really come out and say that I'm struggling and I'm, I'm, I'm depressed or whatever, then my, in my head, people were going to be like, oh, God, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how pathetic. Do you know? And that's what it was. It was eating away at me. And I, it, was, it was just getting worse and worse. And eventually, it was like, I just didn't want to speak to anyone. And even somebody, like, looking me in the eye, I would instantly burst into tears. Yeah, yeah. Instantly burst into tears. They wouldn't have to say anything. They would just have to look me in the eye, and that would be me gone. And then eventually, I just said to my well, I live with my grandparents, and I just said to my granda, uh, "Can you come through?" And I couldn't even get a word out, and I just broke down, and I just said yeah. to, "I'm not in a good place." And that's sort of when, phoned the doctor. I visited the doctor, and then I told like a few of my friends, like not everyone a few of my friends, and they were all kind of supportive. Um, so, yeah, it was just from there that I sort of came out and said that I needed a bit of help. And then once I'd done that, I was still obviously in a bad place, but I kind of felt good that I was doing something about it. Definitely. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, I've, I've had my own personal struggles with it. I mean, it's, it's a reason I started this as well. And that was one of yeah. the, biggest, the biggest things for me is that initial, and it's, it's always, it's, I find it's harder to tell people that are close to you. Tell people that you actually care yeah. about, that you love, because you almost feel like you're burdening them, don't you? You know, you're like... Yeah. And that is a massive thing for me. Yeah. Is it's like, I... <laughs> it's, it's almost like people say it's good to speak, and it is, but I almost feel like <laughs> I'm going to make them depressed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I don't want to go on and on and on about how I'm feeling or whatever. And as much as it's good to speak, I think there is, you know, 
it is a fine line. And I think that for me anyway, I've always been a guy that, and I need to get over it, I've always dwelled on the past. And there'll be times where I'll sit and I'll think, and I'll be quite sad. Like, I won't cry, but I'll be quite down. I'll just think, oh, if I just did this, if I just did yeah, this yeah, differently, yeah. then, you know, it wouldn't have happened. And, oh, God, my friends must think I'm a right pain in the arse and, you know, whatever. And it's just, it, it happens, like, not as often now, but even some days, you know, now it kind of happens where I just feel like I am a burden. Not like in a, like a depressing way, but I just feel like, there are days when I just need to take some time away and it is kind of like because I am feeling sorry for myself and I kind of need to get over that point where I can say, right, <laughs> it happened, right? I've yeah. lost, I maybe lost a couple of friends who thought that, you know, I can explain later on, who maybe thought that I was, you know, I don't want to say attention-seeking, but I've kind of been a bit over... Dramatic. Over the top with them a bit reliant on them because that was one thing as well was that rather than seek professional help I would use my friends as like a crutch yeah and it took a while for me to realize that like what do I want them to do yeah I mean like what am I expecting them to say what like what do I want what do I actually want them to do they're not you know medical professionals they don't know what's going on inside my head the fact that I'm sitting laying off to them about oh I feel this way and that way and this is happening they don't have a clue what I'm going on about do you know what I mean and I think that's one mistake I did make was that instead of actually getting proper help I relied on my friends and they say it's good to speak to your friends and it is but I would also recommend that you speak to the right people and don't put all that pressure on your friends because that will end up in like a net could end up in a negative way absolutely yeah well there's I think it's just it's always a fine line isn't it it's such a fine line between you know actually and often as a as a friend you know all they really need to do and all you probably genuinely need to need them to do is listen you know yeah um but again you know if you catch them in the wrong mood and you're like i just need to kind of chat chat to you and if they're in the wrong mood you can end up pissing them off and yeah it's 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 (laughs) you know it's a tough um it's a tough situation yeah, no, totally. It's I've kind of experienced that a few times myself. It's you know, I never ever intended to to put pressure on people or to hurt people or to scare people or whatever. It was simply just I know they say that you're always control in control of your mind, and that is true. But you know, at at the time, I had never experienced anything like depression or anxiety or anything like that. So at the time, I, I, I felt as though I was just, it was out of control. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was, there was times where I maybe, you know, got quite aggressive with my friends or said things that I perhaps shouldn't have said. Even my family, I started getting quite aggressive with it. I not like physically aggressive, but, you know, verbally and just, um, yeah, there are probably a lot of things I can say that, okay, I shouldn't have done that. But in the time, and I'm not condoning anything, but in the time, I just felt so lost and I just need, the bottom line is, is I needed help. And that was the the bottom line. There was, you know, there was so many things that were going on in my head. It was like a million thoughts at once every day. Mm. And if, you know, every day I would wake up and as soon as I opened my eyes, I would think, 
God, why did I, why am I having to go through another day? So, I mean, I don't want to go, I don't want to go as deep and say that I was suicidal, but I was at the point where I just, like, every time my eyes opened, it was like, oh, why? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was, I just, I just couldn't be arsed. I was fed up. I just didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. I felt as though I was annoying my friends. I felt as though, like, my family, like, I just felt I couldn't speak to them. I just don't know. And it was just, it got to the point where it was just like, as I say, I don't want to go as far as say that I was, you know, wanting to kill myself. But it was like, every time I opened my eyes in the morning, it was like, oh, why? Yeah. Mean, why do I have to go through another day? You know, but, um, yeah, as I say, we, you learn from these things and we eventually got the right support and, yeah. <laughs> At what point? I mean, did that did that all kind of come to a bit of a head, or was it was it more of a gradual thing? Like, <coughs> at what point were you like, right, shit, I, I need I need to do something about this? You know what? Uh, yeah. So, so once I went to the doctor, I was then ref- they gave me you know the simple antidepressants, whatever, and I and I took a couple, really? and I felt ter I felt terrible. Yeah, I felt ter- like I don't know. I was drowsy. I was forgetting things like that happened 10 minutes ago. I don't know why. Yeah. But it was just like, and then I phoned them. I says, I can't take these because every time I take one, I'm literally in my bed and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they said, come off them. And I said, you can go on these ones. And I thought, I'm not going on tablets because, yeah. you know, no disrespect to people who require these things. But for me, it was like, I wanted to find a natural fix. You know, I didn't want to rely on a medication to manipulate by the chemicals in my brain to make me feel a certain way. Do you know what I mean? I wanted to get uh, the the right fix and the, the natural fix, you know, rather than you being like a robot the, that's... You want to get to the kind of root of it, don't you? I think a lot of the, you know, a lot yeah. of the time, it's a bit like you get a massive cut on your leg and then taking medications a bit like just putting a little plaster on it and pretending it's not... Yeah, exactly. You need to like, get it healed first, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like I didn't want to be... As I said, I didn't want a medication to manipulate how I felt. No. I'd rather just address it properly. And then that's when um, I contacted a therapist and I just visited her. I think it was once a week for about six months. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was, it was good. Just, uh, I'm quite a talkative person, so you probably noticed. <laughs> so um, I really, uh, I just enjoyed having somebody to speak to and just somebody that didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, because, not that she didn't give a shit in a bad way, but you know what I mean? Like, I Same felt like want. I wasn't being judged. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? For Somebody sure. I could just go, and even if I was speaking a load of shit for like an hour, it was just getting it out there. Do you know what I mean? And that was something that I found really uh, beneficial. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, it's such an overlooked part of it, isn't it? Just trying to, yeah. trying to and, and she's, you know, someone like a therapist and stuff, as you said, they're, their their job is literally to sit there and listen to you, whether you want to touch it, whether you want to. You know, I've I've seen. I'm sorry, like, fair play. <laughs> Forget the qualifications or whatever, but easiest job in the world. <laughs> You're sitting there, seventy five quid an hour, <laughs> listening to folks, listening to folks' life stories right by. They know how to manipulate the way you think and things like that and get into And it does work. I'm not, you know, disrespecting any of them. I'm not doing that. But, you know, I just think that, like, you get paid to sit and, like, speak to people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. But, listen, it worked for me. And 
I would recommend it to, to anybody. For sure, I think. But there's probably there's also probably a lot of people that couldn't even imagine doing that job as well, isn't there? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You've got to really want to, because it's difficult as well with, you know, um, with things like that. Because you've got to be careful. You know, the therapist has to be careful for their own mental health. Because if they've got, you know, people coming yeah. in all the time talking about how you know how down they are, that, <laughs> that must be that must be kind of difficult <laughs> for them as well. You know, yeah, that, that that's the thing, isn't it? It's like. I know what it's like when I've had like people like, tell me that they're a bit down and I'm like, and I'll happily speak to them and, I, and I'm not going to take the piss because I know how it is. But I do understand that sometimes it can be a bit like, ugh, like give me, give me 10 minutes, like <laughs> just give me a break. Do you know what I mean? And it's not their fault, but I do get what you're saying. Like yeah. as a therapist, you must have to be like, <laughs> maybe you've got a secret stash or something, you know, just the, behind yeah. the city just to keep her going but um um yeah listen I'd, I'd highly recommend it to anybody over medication for sure but yeah i mean i i said when i went to the doctor i they offered me medicaid i just said no straight away i was like no i'm not yeah. i'm i don't want to do that um yeah. so then after you know after you had therapy i mean how what what what, what happened next <laughs> um so basically <laughs> that was kind of when the, you know, it was quite rough coming out of therapy even then because a lot, I don't want to say a lot, but like a couple of people who I considered friends had decided that I was too much for them. Right. You know, and for me, you know, for them to, to for me all excited to message them being like, oh, I've done my therapy, yay. It was kind of like, I didn't really get that love back and I wasn't expecting them to, to burst into tears or to like, you know, to, to praise me or anything, but to be met with like paragraphs explaining why they don't want to speak to me or why they don't want to, you know, this, it kind of made me feel, I don't want to say like a, a relapse or everything, but it, it made me feel like, like I was just like a, such a bad person because I had like ruined friendships and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. But then, like, other, like, my other friends were, like, very supportive. And I think it just kind of, I don't really care now. Like, I'm quite glad that those people have, like, blocked me and things like that. Because it's like, you know what, you, you take the good with the bad. And if you can't cope with a friend who perhaps needs a bit of reassurance now and again, or a bit of just a chat now and again, if you can't deal with that, then that's, your problem not mine exactly Do you know what i mean yeah so i'd rather have people there who are gonna you know support me and you know understand that perhaps on the odd occasion i might need a bit of reassurance a bit, a bit of support than people who are just going to be like decide when they want to be my friend definitely Do you know what i mean yeah, so, you know friendship isn't friendship isn't a one-way a one-way system you know you can't yeah you can't, you can't have it just on one person's terms you know it's the whole like the whole idea exactly. is that you're there for each other you know exactly yeah and listen i don't you know i can understand that it is a lot when somebody's telling you that they're feeling this way and that way and you know and so on and so forth but you know i always believe it if someone's like truly your friend then that won't matter no. Do you know what I mean? And okay, it might be difficult, and you might feel a bit of pressure, but ultimately, as a friend, I would feel well, especially me personally, I would feel obliged to kind of 
okay, this is a bit rough, but I'm going to support you through it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, listen, that's life, isn't it? You, you, I always say that it's not until I experienced uh, the problems I, I did that I realised who genuinely gave a fuck about me. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of almost been, I don't want to say it's been like a blessing in disguise because it was far from it, but, and I don't want to say that I was, I'm, <laughs> I'm thankful for having the problems I did, but it, it almost, it taught me a lot about myself. Yeah, it taught me about a lot about my circle. So from that, you know, perspective, I am very grateful that, I don't want to say grateful that I went through the problems, but I guess it was kind of like a little blessing in disguise. Well, it's, it's made it's made you the person you are, you know, and then you, yeah, and to have that mindset of knowing that you've gone gone through all that and come out of it, look, you know, looking a lot better and feeling a lot better and things, then you kind yeah. of you'd be silly to regret it, you know. Yeah, was yeah. that was that your sneaky way of telling me I've had I've had some absolutely. So look at thank you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We've done that by now. Um, so yeah, you, you've um. You know, so you you did that. Then tell me, tell me about um, tell me about the gym. Then when when was the first time you when was the first time you set foot into the gym? Who who convinced you to do so, that? How did that happen? Um, yeah. So basically, so I'd gone through the 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 hard time, and then I was on my way to my bed one night, and I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. Right. And I turned and I turned round, and I was just like nah, like, this has got to stop, do you know what I mean? And it was just, I was just embarrassed with what I saw. And, you know, I just thought, nah, it's time to make a change. So I downloaded MyFitnessPal, the app, and I tracked my, my, my intake, and then I was able to <laughs> to lose, well, just shy of five stone in well, just over a year. Wow. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't until I started actually looking at my nutrition that I realised that, oh my God, like how many, I don't even want to think about how much I was taking in before. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, I think a lot of people are sort of, you know, and I'm seeing a lot of it now that we're all told to follow these sort of things like keto diets or slim fast or, you know, yeah, yeah. herbalite. And things like that, and it's just like you don't fucking need it. Nah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you really needed this, why do you never see the likes of Anthony Joshua, you know, or you know, Conor McGregor, or these guys following like having these shakes? Like you know, they're all eating like chicken and rice and potatoes, you know, good food. And I think that you know, there's this massive mis misconception that carbs will make you fat and and you know, chocolate makes you fat. And the truth is there, there's no such thing as a, a bad food. The only thing that's bad for you is overconsumption, yeah. you know? So I think learning about that myself and realizing that, you know, where I was going wrong, I was able to just sort of adjust my diet and yeah. the, the weight just came off. That's epic. So, and yeah. then, sorry, I, I joined the gym. Uh, so I, I downloaded the app and I joined the gym. And <laughs> it was just like, People always say to me, like, how do you adapt in the gym? But to be honest with you, I don't because I'm I'm able to get out of my chair and get onto the machines. Okay. So it's it's not as if I'm having to find different ways to do certain exercises. No, I just get out of my, uh, my, my chair and onto the machine. So yeah. I just, 
started going six days a week, just a lot, of, just doing what I, everything I could, and then I see a result of that in the food, the the weight just came off. Yeah. Well, um, well, I mean, going back to the food thing, like you know, that's that's always a big thing I've thought, and like I've heard it people <laughs> say it before. They're like, when, when, say, you know, you've got a pet dog, and you're like, right, my dog's getting a bit fat. How do I? Yeah. How do I dog lose weight. You don't put your dog, <laughs> don't put your dog on the keto diet and feed it. Smoothies. Yeah, exactly. You, you exactly. You take it for more. Yeah, no. You feed it less. You know. Yeah, exactly. What was exactly that's so what very was, true. Yeah. What What was your like? Because I. I, I don't I don't go to the gym like I work out at home and then I, I do a lot of sports so you know but how um how was your how did you feel the first time you went into the gym like what was your where was your headspace at? Um, to be honest, I think I was a bit I was a bit nervous because I didn't really know what I was doing. I, yeah, I've been in a gym before, so I saw and you, but I was more like they were, I always I was under the impression that there was going to be like these massive guys and these like, <laughs> you know, six packs and, and, you know, uh, sort of looking at you as if you were some sort of weirdo. But it was actually like, it was fine. Like I just went in, did what I could do. And like folk were like really like positive. And they were just like, if you ever need a hug, give me a shout or, you know, just coming over and like speaking to me and things like that. So yeah, it was a really, at least, that gym anyway it was a really positive yeah experience because i can imagine i'm i'm I, well in my head like that those first couple of sessions must have been pretty nerve-wracking for you because you're like yeah. it's a whole well i guess you say you've been in gyms before but it still is kind of a whole <laughs> environment for you especially if you're not feeling yeah. confident about yourself you know you yeah. you're a bit like opening your eyes to a new world aren't you and you're like shit yeah what yeah. This? Yeah, yeah exactly but yeah it's been it was really good actually and when I say I was in a gym before, I meant to the vending machines so that yeah. I was Mars bar. <laughs> but um, that was, um, it was really, yeah, that's really positive. Yeah, that's, that's epic. So, I mean, were you, were you following, you know, did, with, with like my fitness pal, did that kind of give you a, did, did they have like a, a sort of adaptive plan or anything? Or were you literally, you, I guess you say you used the machine, so you didn't need to follow that. You just. Yeah, no, no. So I haven't really needed to adapt anything. So, um, yeah, I just sort of went on all the machines and just did them. I didn't really have like a plan. I just did what I could. Yeah. And obviously now I've, I've sort of tail, like tailored it to what I want to achieve. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it was fine. Have you um have you been able to like you know with 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 your legs and stuff? Have you been able to get a little bit of strength back into your legs? Um, um so yeah, in terms of that, I do, I don't really know if that's ever sort of. <laughs> I mean, I could probably get them stronger. I mean, I would say I don't think I'll ever get back to where I was. Right. Because, like, my as I've gotten older, obviously my 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 bones have set and like the growth yeah. and things like that. But um, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I can still like do like leg press and um, like extension and things like that. Not maybe not the full range of movement, but I can still get a little bit done. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I also go in. I still go in the frame. Um. Like I could do like a couple of lengths. Um, I don't know if you saw on my my Instagram. I've, I was pushing the the I don't know what you call it, like the tank thing on wheels. Oh, the sled. Like a sled thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was pushing that in my frame, so I could still go in it. But in terms of like an all day thing, that's probably never gonna yeah be a thing. But again, you just kind of uh, just take it on the chin, don't you? It's, it's just like, it's just life. You can either get upset or you can just move on, you know. So yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So so you 
you know, you started you started working out, and then you you know you obviously lost lost all this weight and you know all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at what point did you get to where you're like, shit, like this is this is my calling. This is what <laughs> I want to do. This is what I love. Uh, you know, where I just I just felt sorry. No, no, you go. That was it. I was finished. You you go. You go. <laughs> I just felt um, I just felt really good. I just enjoyed the feeling. I felt you know. Obviously, after the therapy, there was still, you know, it's still up to you to sort of to stay in that sort of mindset and that, you know, positivity and stuff like that. So there was times when I would feel a bit, you know, a bit rocky and things like that. But going to the gym, I, I, I just I liked the feeling. I, I started watching like fitness YouTubers. <laughs> maybe not, maybe not the best idea, but you know, in terms of you know image and things like that. But it kind of it helped me to to just sort of fall in love with it and learn different things about, you know, hypertrophy and strength and cardio and things like that. Um, but yeah, I just kind of educated myself on it and I just decided it's, it's what I wanted to do. That's epic. That's cool. I guess <laughs> you, you end up, well, you end up finding, finding a bit of identity for yourself. I think that's one of the biggest things that a lot yeah. of young people struggle with is you end up, you know, not only do you have all this stuff going on in your head, but you're also like, shit what what am i gonna do for my life like what am i gonna do yeah exactly yeah yeah that was the thing for me it was like well for one you know i'm I'm in a wheelchair so it's not as if i could go to uh mcdonald's or you know just say a job you know so it's like i was already quite limited to what i could could have done and that was sort of part of the panic for me it was it was like shit where do i go from here yeah so i mean and i think that's why in my head it's all built up and just got a bit too much um but yeah, I just fell in love with the gym, just the, the feeling and the, the, the strength side and the improvement and just, you know, everything. I just love it. I think that's it. Well, it's, it's one of those things. It's a, it, it, as you said, it's an improvement. It's a process. And you're always going to get a kick out of seeing, like, results, aren't you? You know, and, and fe- yeah. feeling, like you're, feeling like you're getting better at something is always going to feel good. You know, and the gym is kind of one of those things where you're, you're never really going to get to a point where you're happy. <laughs> you know, you smash through a no. factor and you're like, Right now, I've got to look to the next part. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. So for me, it's like I'm, I'm never like satisfied. Like in terms of, well, I am satisfied that I can have a good session. But then for me, there's always like something like, oh, that was shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and yeah. I just I want to go back in and do it. But I guess that's kind of a good thing. I know you don't want to beat yourself up, but I guess it's kind of a good thing that I'm so determined to be like perfect. I I know you you don't want to become obsessed, but yeah, I just kind of, for me, there's always room for improvement. And I always think that, like, if you don't, if you if you leave the gym feeling like, oh, there's nothing I could have done better, or I'm not going to do it, or there's, you feel as if there's nothing you can do next time, then I feel like it's almost too easy. Like, for me, it's, I would rather, like, understand where I'm going to go to next. Like, I never, ever want to, like, get to a point where I'm doing the same thing, because what I've found during lockdown is because I've only I've got a dumbbell and a barbell and I don't yeah. know I'm grateful for the equipment some people don't have any equipment but I'm finding like doing the same exercises day in day out it's a bit like <laughs> oh fuck's sake <laughs> you know so it's um but listen it's better than nothing and and when I, I almost feel like when I get back to the gym I'll, I'll have this sort of new desire to to be even better you know so I guess it's kind of again a negative turn into a positive thing so yeah yeah well especially especially you know especially after after all the kind of all the publicity you've had now that you're famous 
<laughs> now, now that that's all happened, I guess, is that, uh, do, you, do you think that's, that's kind of given you even more drive to kind of work out and get fit? Now that, you know, without, yeah. without joking about it, like you, you, I guess you have, especially probably for a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, disabled people out there and people, other people with yeah. cerebral palsy, you probably become a bit of a, a bit of a figurehead out there. And a lot of people go, shit, he's, he's in the gym working out and I've never done that. And they're like, yeah. you know, so has, has that given you a kind of a bit more of a drive to go and, you know, work out harder than before? <laughs> 110%. Like yeah. I just, I, I don't want to show off or anything, but for me, it's like, okay, because I've got all this recognition, I've now, so I've been given, I know what I want to do now. Yeah. And again, it's like, I can't wait to get back in the gym so that I can chase the next goal. Yeah. You know? Um, so, and as I say, I said it in the Lab Bible thing as well, is I never ever look to inspire people because I do, it sounds quite, you know, selfish or arrogant or whatever, but I do what I do for me. You know what I mean? I don't do it to, well, maybe this will inspire people. I do it because I want to do it. But if people see my, my content and people see me and they take inspiration from it or motivation and, and make that, you know, turn that into something positive for themselves, then, you know, that's a great thing. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't think that's selfish at all. I think you've got, you can't live your life for someone else. You know, you've, everyone, yeah. everyone, everyone's yeah. got to live their own life. And all, <laughs> All you could really do is that is hope hope that it kind of positively affects someone else, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So speaking of that, then you know, obviously, you you know, you you've now gone the next level up, and now you you know you've qualified <laughs> as a trainer and stuff. Like how? What? Yeah. What? What? You know how how did how did you go about that? So, I decided that because the gym basically going to the gym basically saved well, I don't mean dramatic and say saved my life, but it sort of did. It sort of gave me a sense of direction and a sense of achievement and, and and something that you know I wanted to get better at so because it helped me so much I decided that if I could like educate myself and learn how to like give other people the the tools or the the motivation to to put themselves and I'm not saying to look look like an Adonis or whatever but you know to give them the tools to 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 work out and to get themselves in a better frame of mind, you know, they don't have to, to, to follow like a diet or whatever. It's more just for me. It's about getting them into the gym and defeating the, uh, the stereotype that the gym isn't accessible because that's kind of how I felt. But yeah. it is, and I'm not saying you have to go and lift big heavy weights. Even if you're just doing like five kgs, like it's fine. You're still working out. You're still getting the you know, the endorphins go in, you're still going to feel great. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, everybody in the gym is there for their own reason, whether that be to, to look good or to, you know, to, to get strong or just to, just, to, just to keep themselves moving, you know. So there's so many, I think a lot of people associate the gym with being like a, you have to have like a certain goal or you have to look a certain way. But it's not that at all. Like, people just go to the gym to, to just zone out and that's that's a great thing as well you know so it's kind of just getting people to realize that yeah well i think it's it's always been a big a big thing that i've always said i've probably said it on nearly every episode of the podcast listeners will be bored of it by now but like i've always said i think you need you need to have a kind of a passion and an escape in life you need to have yeah. ideally if you can do something for like an hour a day where you can just get away from everything 
whether it's work, yeah. whether it's, you know, other, other people, whatever, but you need, you know, yeah. to be able to go into the gym and, or whatever it is, whack your headphones in and just do something for yourself for an hour. Yeah. I think it's so important. I think so many people don't have that. Like, you know, like yourself, before you found a gym, you didn't have that. You didn't have that, that kind of passion for anything really. And I think a lot of people feel really lost without it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, finding, and even if it is, like you said, even if it is going on the treadmill for an hour, you know, you don't need to be yeah. in, you don't need to be lifting hundreds of kilos, do you? Yeah. Um, yeah, you're spot on. It's just about finding something that you enjoy. Uh, I think a lot of people get caught up on, on like the way they look or, you know, how many calories they burn in, in the treadmill. But, but obviously when it comes to the nutritional aspect, if you want to focus on that, then that is important. But, in terms of just going to the gym, just go and enjoy it. Make it like a lot of people like when they join the gym, they make it the most like unsustainable thing. Yeah. Or like you know, it's just like you're not going to stick to it. Like, oh, I'm going to go Tuesday, Friday. Like, no, you're not. Don't do that because eventually your mates are just going to go. Do you want a Domino's? You'd be like, <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're going to go yeah. with your mates, and you're not going to go, and then you don't go once, and you think, oh, I missed Monday. Oh, I'll miss tonight, but I'll definitely go back on Friday. If Friday comes, you don't go back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> make it something sustainable. Don't say I'm going to go this day, this day, this day. Just go when you, you feel like it. Don't feel like if you don't go one day, you've lost everything. You've lost all the progress or whatever, because, you know, that's not, you know, science proved that that's not true. You know, it takes at least a month or maybe two, three weeks for, like, progress to actually start to like decrease yeah so in terms of you know going to the gym don't feel bad because you've missed one day and you think oh that's all over like i see so many people that when they're dieting they'll like go on this diet and they'll have like one chocolate bar and go that's oh, my diet ruined it's like, no it's not yeah. no it's not it's, it's one day it's one chocolate bar tomorrow comes back on it you're not gonna wake up in the morning and be like super fat do you know what I mean? You've had one chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to make you fat. The diet's not ruined. Just get back on it. Do you know it's a bit so, like, yeah, it's a bit like a really fat person, like eating a salad and being like, right, I'm really fit now. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So a lot of there's just so many like I don't want to say uneducated, but there's so many misconceptions that, and I even seen like an article, um, I think it was like. I'm not going to say a company because I don't want to slander a company that wasn't them, but there was certainly like a, like a, a renowned company that were posting things like, um, oh, you need to eat right for your body type. And I'm like, that is the biggest load of shit. Yeah. Like, you, you only get one body type. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people, yeah, exactly. Like, if you eat too much, you get fat. If you, you know, calorie deficit, you lose weight. There's not this... Oh, my, oh, it's like my blood pressure. It's got nothing to do with that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. It's just, I think there's so many things now that it forces, like we, we moan about obesity, but like nobody spreads the right message. Yeah. You know, we're all told these silly things and, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. And I think if there was more sort of transparency and honesty with people that perhaps you would have a healthier nation. For sure, but, definitely. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's I mean, I'm I'm not 
I'm not in the fitness industry at all, but like, you know, I, I kind of work out and I follow, follow a couple of guys. I follow a guy called James Smith. Do you know who James? I was going to say, James Smith, <laughs> he was, he's one of the, the, the pioneers for the, yeah. the, uh, the no-nonsense stuff. And I really rate him a lot. And he he's actually calls people out as well. He's, so he's, he's the man. brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I've got I've got a friend who I've got a friend who went out drinking with him in Australia a couple of years ago and said he said he's a good guy. <laughs> um, he lives the uh, in my opinion, he lives the dream. I've got no doubt he works hard, but the fact that he can like live in Australia and like post on Instagram and emails and I've got no doubt it's a lot of work. But the fact that he's came from you know I think he was like a PT in just a, a bog standard gym. He was yeah yeah. To, to where he is now, like book tours and like crazy, yeah. crazy. But you know, fair play to him. He's. I. I think he. You know. I. I really respect what he. Does. I love what he does. I. I listen to his yeah. podcast and all that stuff. Like he's, as you said, he. He just. He just calls out all the bullshit, doesn't he? You yeah. Don't, don't need- the thing is, it's like these guys that go not just guys but girls as well. They go on Instagram. And they're like, oh, I. You know, I've got a six pack due to drinking this. Like olive oil before I go to my bed or vinegar or whatever it is and it's like oh my god like, I understand you're getting paid to say that but like you can actually like affect people's health do you know what I mean yeah it's, like it's bad it's bad isn't it they shouldn't be doing it they're taking yeah. they're taking money for spreading bullshit <laughs> you know yeah it's it's really really frustrating yeah it's awful uh, so I mean, moving, you know, going on to, you know, obviously you, you know, kind of becoming becoming a personal trainer and all that stuff. How does that work with you, kind of, you know, coaching that? Do you do you mainly just sort of do um, like adaptive coaching, or do you do kind of able body coaching as well? So because like <clears throat> it's one thing coaching, like no, it's one thing learning like how to get myself about the gym. But I thought in terms of coaching somebody one to one it might be a bit more of a challenge. So that's why I opt more for online training. Right. That way I can just send people videos, yeah. send them an explanation of how to do it and such. And then that way it, it, it's kind of hassle-free as well because it saves you having to meet people or, you know, things like that. But obviously you can jump on a video call or whatever. But I say I thought the face-to-face coaching would be quite difficult because, you know, I might not be able to, to get, like, to different angles to see if they're doing the exercises right and things like that and some gyms might be different and machines and things like that so i just thought it was easier if i did um online coaching yeah for sure well especially in this day and age when all the gyms are shut and people are working out from home and stuff i imagine being yeah. a online coach is, is kind of where it's at at the moment really isn't it yeah 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 that must be must be yeah pretty crazy have you found kind of you know i guess yeah since in the last few weeks and stuff have you found you know, is your have you got a lot busier with business? Have you had a lot more like kind of people, you know, adaptive people coming to you and asking for advice? Um, in terms of like business, I wouldn't really say that I've because I've just started. I would, I've only really like worked with a couple of friends and like family things like that. So yeah. I wouldn't really say that I'm I'm kind of started yet in a way. Cool. Um, I've had emails from people after all the the lad bible things and in the media and stuff like that, asking for advice and things like that, but I'm yet to actually source like a proper income. So for oh. me, it's kind of just, that's the next point is just trying to 
because to, to be fair, I've not really um, what's the word? I've not really advertised my coaching yet, so that's something that I'll have to do, and hopefully nice. that'll get going pretty soon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But have you had you know have you had messages from you know like uh, other other kind of you know whether it's wheelchair users or, or anything? Yeah, yeah. Have, you had, have you had messages from those kind of people being like? I want you to help me. I want you, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I've had, I've had people asking for advice and things like that. And the thing is, because like every disability is different, and everybody's even able-bodied. Everybody's different. So, but especially with disability, it's kind of like you're trying to get a gist of what they're, uh, what they're capable of. And you know, because I always say that although I'm got my disability, I'm quite able when it comes to being in the gym. Yeah. And I can, you know, do certain things, but for a lot of people, they're not able to come out of their chairs or they're not able to do certain things. So it's kind of just trying to understand that and trying to help them from there. But I've definitely gotten a few emails, yeah. I guess I guess that's the kind of thing that for you as a trainer, the more time you spend as a trainer, that, that's something you'll get way better at, isn't it? Like sussing out who you know yeah, yeah. who needs what kind of training and things. Yeah. Um, but that must be that must be super super exciting for you going like doing all that. Like I I went, I became, I went self-employed in September for the first time and like, you know, trying to work out all that stuff and get, you know, get clients yeah. and get all that going. It's, it's quite nerve wracking, isn't it? But yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, you, cause you yeah. feel a bit like you're going out on your own, don't you? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's kind of just like, <laughs> I'm, bit, I'm quite an impatient person, so I'd rather just get going with it. But, um, yeah, hopefully it won't be too long and it's, yeah. um, I need to sort of advertise it, but I've sort of been really busy with it, like the <laughs> all the journalists. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's something that I'm very proud of. You know, even not just like the media, the the amount of emails I've gotten from people, especially after the Lad Bible video, like all that message requests, like like yourself, the 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 support and the the positivity has been great and. It's something that's really sort of spurred me on to think, right, this is what people, people have enjoyed this. And this is, I know that the media love it, you know. Yeah. So let's just uh, play on that. Because I'm not being funny, like, it, it's a great story, isn't it? Like, it's a great story. Yeah. And the, the media love it. You know, if I was just a random guy, able, able-bodied, okay, mental health problems, you know, lost weight, it's still a good story. But I think this sort of disability fact is like, this is great, and the media love it. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I'm, not no. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say no. Do you know what I mean? So, no, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like a you know, it's a once in a lifetime thing, you know, to get your, you know, well, hopefully it's a bit longer than five minutes, but you know, your five minutes yeah. of fame, you know, and actually, yeah. in terms of you advertising your business, doesn't doesn't get much better than a million views on Lab Bible, does it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know she was a she was that a million pounds, but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you got you got plenty of time. How how old are you, Jay? Twenty, twenty. Oh man, you're so young still. You got so long. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. That's the thing. Is like I'm so young, and I can just like I can trial and error. It's not like I'm middle aged. Like I'm running out of time. Nah. Um, but at least I hope I'm not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I try and error, see what I'm good at, what works, what doesn't, and so I, you know, you, especially now with the, the I keep you on about the media thing, but especially using that momentum and trying to see what I can do with it. For sure, is, is good, you know. Well, yeah, and if you know, if, if that can be, I feel like there, there has been, you know, because of lockdown and things like that, there has been a bit of a thing about 
you know, working out, you know, you've got like Joe Wicks doing working out at home and, and all this stuff. I think, you know, because a lot of people have had more time on their hands, they're like, well, you know, yeah. they've kind of gone one way or the other, haven't they? They've either gone, right, I'm going to spend this time trying to get fit and trying to do this, or you've got the other people that are like, I don't give a shit, I'm going to drink, <laughs> I'm going to drink a bottle of wine every night and I'm going to eat cheese <laughs> on my stomach, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So, I know a few folks that are working out now. I don't know if they'll keep it up. I hope they do. But, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, as you say, a lot of people, even with the podcast, as you say, like, so people have got, like, so much free time now and a lot more people are going on podcasts and, and working out and just finding that. For me, especially, like, even before the media thing, it was like, I was getting through so many little things on the computer, like my, my courses and so many things that I just pushed to the side. Yeah. Just out of laziness, to be honest. And because I had nothing to do, I just thought, oh, I'll get it out the road. And I'm, I'm glad I did it, you know? So yeah. as much as it's been a nightmare being locked in the house almost, it's it's almost been good to get some time away from, like, just the normal thing. And yeah, it's given me time to do, like, lots of things that I probably wouldn't have done even now if I had a stop in, you know, normal life. I think so. I think it's good. I think, I, I, I hope, I hope there's a certain, a certain level of it that carries on. I think we need, you, you know, we don't need to just work. We need to have like passions and things we like doing, whether yeah. it's me doing a podcast or, you know, you working out or, you know, playing board games or whatever it is. You, you need to have yeah. you, people, more time should be invested in that and actually enjoying your life rather than just the hustle and you need to be out making money so you can buy a house and have five kids and, you know, buy the big yeah. car and all this. Because I think a lot yeah. of people... You know, there's a lot of talk about like what is what is your currency, and for me, the reason I went self-employed because is because my my currency is time. I want I want more time to do things I love doing. So I was like, well, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna build my job around that. I'm not necessarily as bothered about making millions of pounds. I want time to go and do what do what I enjoy. So I was like, how do I build my job around being able to do that? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly given me time to to almost like sort my head out as well. Like, I think I've kind of, like, don't go wrong, I've always sort of been a lot more positive since coming out of like my, my struggles, therapy and things like that. But yeah. I think like lockdown, it has just given me a chance to just like, everyone's just relaxed and like, you can, I don't know, I've just, I, mean, I think as well with the media thing and like, you know, getting all that press and things, it's kind of, kept me busy it's kind of kept my mind active which I feel always helps yeah um, sure. so, but I, I've just been able to sort of chill out a bit and like see now like I just feel a lot more happy and like relaxed and like I always say if I'm anywhere if I'm anywhere relaxed I'll shake myself <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> it's just uh, it's just been um, that's good I've enjoyed I'm not saying I don't want to say I've enjoyed it but um, yeah it's, it's given me time to get things done I don't think you should I don't think you should feel bad about enjoying it I I mean my um my my mum's partially disabled and she she got made redundant yeah. at the start so I I I, yeah. I I live in England I live in the south coast but I I drove up to Scotland as soon as they announced lockdown I spent I spent two and a half months at home with my mum in Scotland and like oh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it I love you know I really like yeah. I miss I miss my girlfriend but you know we just kind of chilled yeah. out and you know, I I I, start, I got into a real good regiment of working out, um, but you know, I was doing that, and we were just eating nice food, and you know, going for a walk every day, and it it was just yeah. it was a real slow pace of life that I just hadn't had for a few years. I think yeah, I think it's been 
as much as it's been like a, oh, got nothing to do, I think like subconsciously we've all kind of enjoyed it in a sense. Yeah, I think so. Because we've, we've not had to worry about work or good places. Yeah. Like you've just had time. Yeah. And I think now, like, as you said, as you just said, we're so like, we're working around the clock every day and it's like, oh, I don't have time. But I think now because there's nothing to do, as, as much as you would like things to do, I think just having that time to watch Netflix and just be like, just chill out has kind of helped a lot of people, especially me. So, yeah, it's, it's almost been, a, again, one of those negative things that's kind of turned out to be positive. For sure. Yeah. yeah, for me, I mean, for me, I've always, you know, in the last year especially, I've tried to like, I've really tried to cultivate like a, a ba- balance in my life. Balance. So for me, it's all about balance. I'm like, right, I'll... Yeah. I'll go see my mates and I'll drink a load of beers and I'll be sociable, I'll have a lovely time. Or I'll go and do a load of sport, I'll go and do a load of this and work out in this. But also, yeah. today, I'm going to sit for three hours and play the Xbox and do nothing else, you know? And eat, <laughs> yeah. pizza, and eat pizza because that's what I want to do. You know, I think it's, it's, yeah. all about, it's all about balancing these things. As you said about working out, you know, it can be unsustainable in itself, can't it? If you go, right, Monday to Friday, three hours a day, I'm in the gym <laughs> this and then... Yeah. It, it, it doesn't work. I think you need, you need to have balance in your life. You know, you need to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're spot on. I think, you know, I think we, we almost want to make things that to the point where we can't stick to it. And I think if we just sort of take it easy, I think everyone's so like judgmental, like even things like now you'll find that like, if you wear a, <laughs> if you wear a certain brand of shoes, you're, you're, you're a weirdo, you know, and it's just like, what yeah. is the point? Like, just get like no wonder everyone's like feeling edgy like just like get on with life do you know what i mean for sure like yeah, yeah. just get get on with it and listen to people a bit more yeah exactly yeah yeah cool nice jay so a couple of couple of kind of quick fire questions to finish off then so obviously i saw, yeah, saw on your instagram you've already had uh the mountain giving you a shout out uh, you've had Hafthor Bjornsson giving you a shout out. <laughs> I, I know what you're. I think I know what you're going to ask. So, well, no, maybe, well, maybe not. But either way, you're going to tell me now. Um, if you could, if you could go and have a have a beer with one person, any one of them, who uh, who would it be? It's <laughs> oh, a good question. Um, it's, yeah, it's a it's a standard question, but I do think I was with thinking, anyone, but anyone like celebrity. You, any anyone, mate, anyone. Um, oh, I don't know. See, <laughs> I want to say like, do you know what? I'm not, I can't be able to say this, but do you know what? I'd actually like to meet James Smith. Yeah. Just because I just think it'd be like, I think it'd be funny, like, and I think because I've relate to him quite a lot because I do agree with everything he says. Yeah. Um, but you know, on a more like mainstream level, I would have to choose The Rock. Yeah. Or you know, or even like Conor McGregor, like he would be wild, you know. So, yeah, yeah. you know, just be there, James Smith, The Rock, Conor McGregor, you know, just there's even like, you know, without sounding like cringe, like even yourself, I just love having a chat, yeah. You know? So, I'll quite happily speak to anybody, but yeah, if I had to choose, probably The Rock, that would be my main choice, yeah, mate. Yeah, well, wow, James Smith as well would be good for you because he's he's in your business as well, isn't he? He can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He seems like a good lad as well. What did you What did you think I was going to ask about uh, Hafthor Bjornsson? 
I thought you were going to ask because you know him and Eddie Hall are having a boxing match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to ask who's going to win. Who, um, who do you think is going to win? Do you know what? Like, <laughs> as much as I'm a half Thor fan, I think Eddie will just like want it more. Because you could see that after the deadlift, like the build up to the, the world record deadlift, and then after Hafthor did it, you could see that he was just like, he wasn't upset, but he was quite salty about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think now he's like, fuck you. Do you know what I mean? I think he's just going to upside. I'm not saying he's going to batter him, but, and I'm not sure what the quality of the fight's going to be like. Yeah. But I think, I think Eddie Hall might just edge it, but I think it will be close. The only thing is the mount the mountain has just got so much more reach, doesn't he? Like, yeah, that's the thing. The arms are so much longer, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. But either yeah, way, that's the thing. Either way, but, it'll, be no, it'll be interesting, definitely. Uh, where's your Where's your happy place? Snap Snap your fingers right now, and you're you're some you're wherever you want to be. Where are you? Oh God, this is cringe. Probably, probably, probably. Do you want to spot? I'm either. I mean, I've got two places. I'm either at the gym. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> or, or I'm just like with like my closest friends. I yeah. think, I say, I just love having like a chat with with people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So either in the gym or with my closest friends. I think what I'm what I'm learning from asking everyone that question is that. Asking a happy place often isn't actually a physical place, you know. It's it yeah. A, a, the place doesn't necessarily matter. It's more who you're with, isn't it? You know, you could be in you could be in the shittest exactly. the shittest little pub in in Aberdeen, and it could be the best place you've ever been. Yeah. You're with your mates, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because you're in the right mindset and you're with the right people. So, yes, yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, um, obviously, lockdown, stuck in the house. Are you uh, are you a Netflix man? Do you watch a lot of movies? Are you? Um, I've, to be honest, I've never really been a movie person. Yeah. Um, but as I've had nothing, like especially the start of lockdown, I got into um, Money Heist. Oh mate, uh, like, everyone's been telling me to watch that. So many people. Oh, you need to watch that. It's really because. But before I've watched, uh, I watched all six seasons. I think it is of Power. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. No, I've not seen it. Oh, it's good. So money, heist, and power are things you have to watch if you've got plenty of time in your hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, that's they're, they're strong recommendations. They've they've been recommended to me before. Money, money heist especially. So I'll have to I'll have to yeah. I'll have to carve out a week. Yeah, um, yeah, really good. Nice. Well, yeah, Jay. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story uh, in a slightly longer form. Um, those of you that yeah. probably, you've already seen your story, but this is over an hour rather than uh, on on kind of lab bible. Um, Anything you want to plug? You want to plug your business? Where can we find you on, on Instagram? Uh, you can find me at jmoyer underscore. jmoyer underscore on Instagram. Um, yeah, give, give Jay a follow. Um, you're definitely, you know, one of, one of the most inspiring dudes I've had a conversation with. Um, <laughs> thank, you. thank you so much for coming on. Um, guys, take it easy and we will see you for the next episode.